calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Hello, fans of Dungeons & Dragons and actual play podcasts. Lovers of lore-rich storytelling, phenomenal characters, and grand adventures. The Homebrew, a D&D play podcast, would like to invite you to check out our actual play. We're a top-charting podcast with a thriving community and over 200 hours of epic story for you to binge. I catch up on. The Homebrew is a D&D 5th edition campaign reskinned as a huge sci-fi space opera. Join us anywhere podcasts are found by searching The Homebrew, a D&D play podcast. One more time, that's The Homebrew, a D&D play podcast. The Critical Role Podcast, brought to you by Geek and Sundry, with special permission from Vox Machina. The intrepid group of adventurers known as Vox Machina had made their way to the city of Whitestone, a town that uh, Percival here uh, grew up in and had taken from him and his family five years ago. Most of his family that arose being murdered in the process. The Briarwoods, who had taken the town uh, rather quickly, pardon, and uh, covertly held it for five years, uh, had now been building towards some sort of a, uh, a ritual, some sort of event that the party was investigating. They incited a rebellion within the city of Whitestone, gathering the remaining members to take up arms and fight against this undead scourge that had kept them locked down for so long, oppressed for so long. Uh, after managing to take out some of the various uh, operatives under the Briarwoods regime, they made their way into the castle Whitestone itself, uh, saved Percy's sister Cassandra, thought dead for a long time, uh, got vengeance upon a number of individuals that were on his list, uh, except for Ripley, who got away. Uh, fought their way down underneath the city of Whitestone, fell into a, an acid-based trap, made their way to the ziggurat, this construct beneath the city of Whitestone, where some ritual was attempting to be completed by uh, Lady Delilah Briarwood. Um, it was discovered that it seems the patron that they spoke of, the Whispered One, uh, has been in the previous bits of history spoken as Vecna, a powerful lich of ancient history that had attempted to ascend to godhood at some point in the past. Um, turn my mic a little this way for you, too. I just realized that's off, so. Um, <clears throat> they managed to tackle the Briarwoods, uh, destroy Silas, defeat Delilah, and dragging them back, decided to interrogate. In the process of uh, trying to extract information, Percy's dark harbinger, his dark passenger, if you will, um, who was a 
tongue waggling dog for a moment there. Yeah. <laughs> I know what we're yeah. doing. I was making an evil shadow. Okay, there we go. Oh. I see. Evil, evil shadow. shadow. Yeah. Evil shadow. <laughs> Kill them all, Percy. Kill them all. Um, pressured to incite the vengeance that apparently the pact he made with this entity required. Upon fighting its will, it was jettisoned from his form, and the party battled this deranged, greater smoke demon like entity in the center of this cavern. During this fight, Lady Briarwood attempted to escape, however, found a dagger in the middle of her back, thanks to Vax over there. Good job. Yeah, yeah not bad. Um, stripped of her possessions, and then Cassandra dragging her into the nearby acid vats, tossing her body within to leave her story to a definite conclusion. Scanlan, being very uh, <laughs> astute, apparently, in some observations, uh, and as convincing as he can be, managed to wrestle Percy's weapon, his list, his pepper box from his grip, <clears throat> And toss it into the very acid pits, destroying his greatest <laughs> creation, and in doing so, seemingly breaking whatever hold this shadow demon had on Percy's soul. Can't even look at you. The gun. Can't, Can't even look at you. Wow. Yeah. The quick and the dead. <laughs> A couple of weeks in detox, and you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's very expensive. It was an intervention, Percy. Just had to be done. Upon returning to the city of Whitestone, they found the rebellion was successful. Uh, the, the undead hordes have fallen to the blades of the surviving rallied warriors of Whitestone. Um, Keeper Yenin, who currently was the essentially leader of the rebellion while you guys were going into the castle, met with you. You guys were brought to the center of town where you began to see the rest of Whitestone emerge. The families, the children, the people that have been too scared to go outside finally came out to celebrate victory, the first real breath of free air they've had in five years since the Briarwoods took the city. Um, some just justice was doled to a few survivors of the Briarwoods regime, and uh, you were asked to stay behind to help rebuild and prepare for the coming Winter's Crest Festival, of which you agreed. A um, few uh, awkward moments and a few uh, delightful bits of uh, interpersonal comedy brought you guys to this point, and now we begin tonight's session of Critical Role. So. Uh, to start off, leading up to this this Winter's Veal, or Winter's, Veal, Winter's Crest Festival, um, about a two-week period. What would you guys like to individually do in this time to prepare for the festival? We have two weeks. Yeah, essentially the, the two-week period. We're doing a bit of a time jump here. So, if there's anything in particular you want to do or attempt in this time period, now's the time to do so before we get to the actual event. I had a question. Um, yes. Could I go around lifting up like various wagons and maybe ponies? And like working out to try and increase my strength, <laughs> <laughs> or just randomly picking shit up and not having an excuse for it—that was good too. Like, well, I mean, the towns in tatters—you could just like be productive yeah. with picking things right. up. Oh, you know, I pick up Clean a hammer things. in the morning, and, and you're helping to rebuild. <laughs> yeah, build, it's like Rocky things. Four. Yeah, yeah, and in, in, in a brilliant, cows. in a brilliant holiday montage, as the uh, the, cold, the cold weather <laughs> finds its way into the the Valley of Whitestone, Grog goes around aiding many of the uh, the groups repairing and reassembling the, uh, the the glory of Whitestone, finding the structures that are broken and destroyed, and trying to clean them and prepare for new building properties. You come by, eagerly uh, lifting, carrying, dropping, slamming, and holding in place extremely heavy pieces of stone and masonry. Um, in some cases, kind of putting few of the, the local strongmen to shame, and some of the local ladies uh, very 
blushworthy in your presence. Oh. You are very happy with your presence. Go ahead and make uh, just think of it. Go ahead and make three strength checks for me. Oh shit, three. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, a oh, that's a twenty-four. Okay, second one. That's a twenty-two. Nice. Right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Oh. Wow. Twenty-two. Wow. Twenty-four. Twenty-two. Twenty-two. Through the process of these two weeks, not only have you managed to uh, surprise the local denizens of the city with your feats of strength and and and, and masculine physique, as when Grog is building, Grog does so shirtless. Might as well get a show out of it. In in doing so, one. Uh, some of the local innocents pull some cash to the side, and to thank you for your efforts, you find at the end of the week you're granted a small uh, pouch which contains uh, 315 gold pieces as a thanks with the locals for all the help, both in the uh, rebellion, the freeing of Whitestone, and for your feats of magnificent wow. musculature. Mm. I don't feel like I should take this. It's. You should take it. It's a, lo- it's a lot of money. You should take it. How about. Um, you refill my cask of ale instead. Ooh. <laughs> uh, Happy Festivus. And you give me one gold piece so Vex doesn't kill me. <laughs> uh, the crowd look amongst themselves, and, uh, and one, one, one of the lead uh, uh, architects for this whole endeavor kind of nods to you. Well, sounds like a fair trade, I, I, if you're certain, sir. Hey, I'm a very, very stringent businessman. Do hurry before I change my mind. Gold pieces in your hand faster than you have a chance to. <laughs> you chip a tooth, but it's. I don't understand this practice. It tastes like shit. It tastes fucking horrible. Uh, but but two, two casks of the, the freshest yellow rolled up to the base of your foot and. Uh, <gasps> two? Two. <laughs> one for each arm, eh? Yeah. All right, the one that I have. I'm not stopping till it's completely empty. Bring your goblets and cups. It's time to get fucked up. <laughs> Fantastic. Yes. All right, uh, Vex. Um, well, I got the uh, the ring and the bracers that I need to get checked out and see what they are. Mm-hmm. The and mysterious who, and, items. In the robe, who had the robe? Huh? I have the, oh, the robe. No, the I ro- threw it down, though. And oh, you picked I, it up. Yeah, so you I, picked I, it up. So I have the robe, robe too. Okay. Uh, we left her naked. Yes, we did. <laughs> you like, kind of did, actually. Like proper, like proper, like proper, like proper yeah. Like yeah. So. <laughs> okay. Um, a few things here, actually. Sorry. Oh, Vex, I made gold. Oh wow! Thank you. That's amazing, Grog. Where did you find this piece of gold? Oh, I got it for fixing a bunch of shit around town. Are you gonna taste it? No, <laughs> no, I'm not. It's already got a lot of drool on it. Actually. But how do you know if it's gold if you don't taste it? I'm just gonna put it in with the rest of the gold. <laughs> I'm gonna pull one over on her one of these days. Can you make things look like they're gold? I can, actually. You can? Yes. All right. I've had my thought for the day, there's nothing else. All right, right when now. you have the punchline, let me know. It goes, yeah. Get that standby TV symbol right now, my friend. That's all I got. All right, so. Hey. Uh, so, as you take some time, first off, I want you to go ahead and roll an investigation check. Oh, you man, I got to roll for this. Sure. I'm going to roll one of my new dice. Oh, shit. Mm hmm. Well, it's for. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that sound. It was exciting. 24. 24, okay. So as you begin pulling out the items and begin kind of separating it before you do the initial inspection, as you're pulling the robe out, you uh, find there's a slight poke. There's something uh, 
thin, thin and, uh, and inappropriate. <laughs> so how's that going to poke? Oh. Um, but it, you kind of unravel part of the robe, and you find there's a long, deep pocket on the inside of the robe, and inside there is a long, gnarled piece of kind of deep, deep maroon wood that is carved into a wand shape. Oh. oh. <clears throat> what kind That's of exciting. wand? exciting. Uh, as you take a tag, I'm trying to find the actual item <laughs> card here. <laughs> Found it. There we go. Hey. I knew I had it. I want it. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh my god. I want it. Oh, did you find it? Did you find it I in the room? Are you even standing near me right now as I'm I, seeing this one? Of course I am. Are you? I'm always with How you. How do you know I'm not doing it like in my room? Are you? Yes. What's she wearing right now? <laughs> <laughs> Why am I in your room? Oh, I know. I, I came in here to tell you uh, to ask you something. Where's my wand? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've got to look at this a bit more before I give this to you because it is very, very good. It is a wand of fireballs, by the way, people. Seven it has charges. seven charges. While holding it, you can use an action to expend one or more of its charges to cast the fireball spell. DZ of 15, one charge, you cast third level version of There's yeah, so many else, words, I don't even understand uh, what you're saying. That's, you. pretty, um, that's um, pretty good. But it's a good uh, 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 one. Fan art of this moment, please. But, um, <laughs> but also... You recall, actually, as you, as you went over to the top of the, uh, the initial battle with Lady Bradway, that was what she pulled out and managed to blast all of you with at once when you were on the top of the temple. Nice. Um, I'm just going to put this in my pocket. You know, Percy could do some shooting like naked. The Percy, robe. Percy I put it in my pocket of the, the outfit I'm about to put on. I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> and then the ring and the bracers? Yeah, I'll get those right now. There you go. <laughs> Wait, girl, don't sit down. This is why it's Christmas. Where's my ring? What's the ring do? Oh my god. <laughs> I found so many amazing things, you guys. Uh, Binds you to a house with children. Are those these yours? Bracers? Dude, no! Yeah, those are mine, those are mine. I found those. Nope. Vlog will believe whatever you Thank say. You so you no, 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 no. Thank you for being the only person who heard that. Thank you. I'm reading them all, they're mine! Ring of lightning resistance. Who wants a ring of. Who wants a ring of lightning resistance? Children? Bracers of defense. What's Who that? needs extra defense? What, You're really mean? weak. Your AC is super low, isn't it? It is. Bracers yeah, of so defense technically this. will only really benefit anybody who's not wearing armor. Not wearing armor. Correct. It's like, for, uh, like, like monks or. Or Barb, there you <gasps> go. <gasps> Thank goodness, because he is a blushing so flower. So, what you can do, <laughs> you currently have a. Uh, I believe it's an, it's an amulet that helps your armor. Mm -mm. We'll, we'll go through your AC and we'll find out it doesn't overlap with any other benefits. But, um, I do have the amulet of armor. Right, so so basically that would replace that, and you would have now an amulet slot open for any sort of future enchanting stuff. So, I'll take the amulet. Well, I'll dig it. So to say amulet. You could give the amulet to somebody else if you want to. He'll never give it to me. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> so wait, he was willing to do it until you gave him the idea to not yep. do it. Yep, that's yeah. fine. That's fine. Can't, can't remind me. Okay, a robe fine. of shielding shadows. Does this robe can it be worn with armor, no. or is it? Oh man, it's just a robe. It's like her dress, basically, and it. It gives you a resistance to piercing damage. You know what That's you can do, good. do with that? What? You can sell I can that sell shit. it, oh, and it's it worth it. You have armor, dude. Armor, dude. Oh, okay. That, that, <laughs> it takes an armor slot. And it's a woman's robe. He doesn't care I can, about that. I can but, make yeah. that work. He'll pimp that. Yeah, you totally could. Can we, can we take like the fabric and sew it into like 
a nice afghan or something. Maybe a you nice, can certainly try. A nice it, cloak. It would, it certainly it would probably ruin the enchantment. <laughs> just destroy it. Oh, it would ruin the enchantment in order to like, sew it line. differently? Really. Close to all line fall apart. What if we don't cut into it, you know? We just like put a few What if we fold What if we just tie the dress around our neck? Like just maybe put your arms through it and then like right behind you like a cape. It's like one of those wear nine different ways dresses. Yeah. You 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 can you can wear it however you want. And you will discover one way or another if it actually gives an effect. Well, I'm just gonna pocket this because we may sell it. How about that? Oh, I'm so glad our lives aren't in danger. And then a ring of lightning resistance. Anybody want it? How many rings do you wear at one time? Just one. Two, one on each hand. I would I would not say no to a ring of lightning resistance. Pass that over to Percy. I've got plans. And at the moment it's the only way to charge my gloves. Right, and this wandifiable. Oh, that's a good idea. I'll take it. I feel like Scanlan needs it more than anybody. I already have a wand that shoots things. Yeah, but you you can have a different wand of shooting. Oh, I'm the only one who can use it? Then I'll I'll take it then. (laughs) (laughs) How hard could it be? Yeah, yeah. Tell it. I know how you work. Swish and flick. Fireball. Mm -hmm. Swish and flick. What could possibly go wrong? Yep. What if if a non spellcaster uses a wand? Nothing, right? Just. No, no, no. Anybody can. You can use this. Should we try it? No. Yes, you should try it. I have a walk and crash test dummy. We should try it. Pretty fine. My my favorite. And then I'm gonna mostly for the rest of the time keep to myself and trinket, and I'm gonna help the townspeople rebuild a bit. All right. Wonders. Uh, Max. Uh, I am also going to keep to myself, and uh, I'm going to. Talk to uh, the people in town, see what businesses are open or trying to open, see what they need. And I would like to talk to Percy, since I don't know anyone here, about who I could talk to about getting messages to Iman. And I would like to get a message to Gilmore to see if if he can fill any need here, if, if trade is so ruined here that Gilmore could be a help. And Gilmore gets another front, another place to do business, and actually do good in a place that needs it. Okay. Gilmore's glorious books. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I like okay. it. I'd say uh, over bits of a uh, period of discussion, for the most part, any sort of non-official courier service has been negated in the town. However, there is now a glut of people that are, you know, after the devastation, especially of the uh, uh, the ensuing rebellion. Folks that need work and need coin, and there are many individuals that would be more than willing to, you know, for a handful of gold coins, make the journey to Amon to deliver any messages you like. Okay. Well, I will. I will write okay. uh, a message to to Gilly okay. and ask for a, uh, say that they're hurting here. They need trade. They need um, all the supplies that he's able to supply, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Tell him that this town is about to explode and is definitely a good place for his wares. Great. Okay. Are, you gonna, are you gonna break up with him over the letter too? Are you gonna tell him that you're gonna break his heart as soon as he writes you back? Is that what's gonna happen? I'm sorry, I'm just, I'm just looking at your letter as you're writing it. <laughs> no, because I've been avoiding her as well. I've been yep. avoiding everybody except for Percival, who I've been asking advice for. Okay. Uh, did you also have the cloak? Did you take the cloak? I have the cloak, yeah. 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 So dibs on that. The uh, <laughs> fine pickings off the corpses of the two major villains of your previous arc. Got <laughs> more corpse picking to do. Exactly. Do we? Oh yeah. All right. 
What? You have so many cloaks, though. Why do you need another one? He's opening a cloak fast. Yeah. <laughs> Gilmore's <laughs> glorious cloaks. Cloak hoarding over here. What did you get? All right, Scanlan. I'm a weak uh, ass. I wanted to do four things. Yeah. One. Drop I composed an epic poem to commemorate uh, the rebels rising up against the empire that had kept them down for so long. Uh, oh, no. Sort of a force that had awakened. <laughs> <laughs> I call it Resident Evil. I don't know why. <laughs> because they're residents and there was evil, I couldn't come up with another name for it. They're residents of the town and there was an evil. Right, truly. Oh, yeah, that's all I, so I'm looking for a publisher. Okay, good, good. There may, there may be a grand opportunity at the Winter's Crest Festival to perform this, so. Cool. Uh, Disney and Capcom will be calling you. Uh, uh, I also wanted to make sure that we were using the treasury, uh, coordinating with Percy to open a library for the people to help them rebuild their place, which sounds like Vax is already on. Uh, I also commissioned a portrait uh, uh, of myself. Uh, I don't know if you, I found a young artisan in town and I paid him some coin to, to paint me uh, something that could possibly hang and keep uh, Grayskull in the dining room. Okay, uh, you, you do find, you've, uh, you after asking around for a few days, you managed to discover that there is a, a budding local artist who doesn't really believe in his artwork. He currently works in the stables on the far southwest side of town. Um, but people, people have you know seen some of his work and trying to bolster him. So you're sent in his direction, and as you get to there, you can see him. He's currently in the process of actually cutting through one of his recent works that he wasn't happy with, and he's kind of violently tearing through it. And as you step into the uh, the stable, he kind of stops and puts it off to the side. Sorry, sir. Can I help you? Uh, hello. Uh, my name is Scanlan Shortholt. Uh, I was the leader of the rebellion. <laughs> That just uh, defeated Lord and Lady Briarwood. Oh, uh, well, the pleasure was mine. He was now averting his gaze and almost like bowing his head like a royalty. He seems very flustered and, and flushed by the sudden appearance. I, uh, I hear you are a budding artist, and I'm, I'm a, if nothing else, a supporter of the arts. I have my, my talents are far unrefined and, and, and nowhere near uh, powerful or. or Decent enough for your intentions. Well, I believe in you, uh, and I need you for a very important commission. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, to, a great good has been done here by the rebels, by the townspeople, uh, with the help of Vox Machina, and of course, with the help of Vox Machina's leader, myself. <laughs> and therefore, I'm here to commission a humble portrait of myself. <laughs> You may not know him, but there was a folk hero in my town growing up. His name was Fabio. He would frequently pose with wind-blown hair and an open shirt on a horse. I was thinking something like that. And also I have this figure of Pike. She's a friend of mine. I'd like her on the back of the horse, arms around my waist, looking just super hot. <laughs> That's possible. Make his, make a persuasion check. <laughs> Only because he's so down on his own skills. 33. <laughs> as you're telling this tale, as, you, as you're telling this tale, he goes from, from bashful and meek 
to staring off in the distance, the artistic inspiration kind of rolling through his head. No, 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 oh, sorry, 31, 31. I was wrong. Honesty. Un- unchanged. <laughs> he, he begins finishing your sentences as you're, as you're describing scenery and extrapolating on it. You can see the artistic mind is definitely spinning, and he looks to you and goes, it would be my honor. Please, and he reaches forward and kind of takes your gnomish hand, and you know, you're you're about two and a half feet shorter than him, but he's like still very humble. Kneels down and says, "I would be honored to do this portrait, no charge." Please, I insist. I must give you something for your troubles. Whatever you deem fit, sir gnome. But I. Uh, What's your name, youngster? Jameson. 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 I like him. I like this guy. <laughs> I like everybody does. Yeah. Uh, Until they don't. I will, uh, how about in, in return, oh, yeah. I will sing your praises <laughs> far and wide as the greatest artist in, uh, where are we? Whitestone, White, <laughs> Whiteheart, Briarstone, Hardwood. <laughs> in making that mention, his openness suddenly closes off and he withdraws. You see this fear in his eyes and he kind of shakes his head going, oh, that, 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 that would be, that would be untrue and, and would, I am, I am but a simple stable hand. I, I can do this for you, but please, if you could keep this between us. All right, I'm, uh, I'm aware that some people like to be discreet about things and that's all right with me too. Then I'll just, I'll, I'll pay you the going rate for portraits of me. Certainly, <laughs> how, how large would you like it? Uh, how big is the wall at Greystone? <laughs> it depends on which area. Like oh, some, some of the ceilings go from the dining room, room wall. <laughs> that's about. That's like sixteen chapels. Yeah, the, the, your dining area is probably about twelve to fifteen feet high. This high? Ceiling. Okay, and wide? A wide, uh, I'd say, <sighs> off the top of my head, somewhere between forty to fifteen feet. <laughs> <laughs> well, I. I'd like to leave room for other artwork as well. <laughs> so we'll say 20 by six. <laughs> 20 by six? By six? Well, it's half and half. <laughs> his, his, his eyes. 20 wide, six high. His eyes go wide and he yes. kind of nods and says, this is a challenge. But I believe I do know someone who I could order such a, a grand canvas from. This can be done. This can be done. And you see he smiles for a minute, kind of takes your hand once again. Oh my god. This can be done. Thank you, sir. J- Jameson, was it? Jameson, yes. You have done a noble deed <laughs> for your people and for the rebel forces. Eclipsed by the deeds you have done, so no. Oh, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> he rushes off to prepare himself. Uh, and then uh, one last thing. Yes. On a serious note, I do some research to see if me or anyone in my party could over time and with great uh, effort um, learn the skills required to utilize a teleportation circle. Okay, um, go ahead and make an Arcana check. Not great. <laughs> Arcana? Yeah, should be pretty good. Eleven. Thing. Yeah. Um, what little you know of teleportation-based magics, which is not your forte in your bardic experiences, but what you've heard and what you've seen, so you know, while you were traveling with Tiberius and you've come across other individuals that use the arcane spells uh, that you know cause transport, um, teleportation circles themselves is a very specific ritual. It is a spell that comes from within the arcane caster's capabilities. If you yourself do not have that, 
you're not going to be able to utilize it uh, at the drop of a hat. You also, asking around, find that there was once a teleportation destination, cir- destination circle in Castle Whitestone that was part of the network of Tal'Dorei in Iman, but has since been destroyed and sundered and has been for quite some time. You imagine probably when the Briarwoods came, it was deemed uh, a, a dangerous little loose thread. Um, so, over the period of the next week or so, best you can ascertain is that type of transportation here is going to be probably not likely, at least not with the resources you have at your disposal. You may have to travel elsewhere. That, it's, not some, it's not a skill I can learn. Uh, it's a spell you could learn, but that would be something you'd have to swap out as you Got level it. up or right. choose as your spell progression down the road. All right. I find it's better to travel the world rather than use fast travel. I agree. You see so much more of it. You it's miss true. everything. Yeah, get to all the artistic. The little, Every little, little bits nook and cranny, yeah. yeah. But you do, as part of the group discussions throughout the weeks, discover that uh, that <laughs> Keyleth does have <laughs> long transport capabilities. Oh, hello, Keyleth. You'd like Fly to explain. Fly the friendly skies. <laughs> <laughs> you want to explain what you can do? Uh, I have teleport via plants. So oh. I can bamf through the sun tree. We can all, I can be like, hey. We can all? We can all. Through like a big plant? It opens for plant? six seconds. A as long as within. we, for one round, I can be like, this tree is a portal, and we walk through the tree, that works. and it goes to another tree, as long as I know of that tree's existence. And it's the same size, right? It has to be something of the same size? Or it can be It has tree. to be like walkable yeah, lar- body size. A, a okay. large. A large or a larger tree, as far as like trinket, the size. Trinket, grog size trees. That if sounds that. like it would be the quickest yeah, so. route oh. to go. Oh. Wah, 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 wah. Help wah. us remember, is there a tree in your garden back at Grayskull? There is. Ha-ha. I made sure that there was a nice. Big old fatty tree. Big old fatty oak tree, I think. <laughs> Way to go out on the there. Big old fatty oak tree. There's actually there's, there's two large trees, if I believe, in the, uh, the Saren Ray. Temple. Temple, yeah. In our in our I garden. I forgot to say what else I wanted to do. What else you want to do? Well, because of that flying potion, I wanted to try to do some research and see if how much flying potions are, or if there's any kind of items that can make you fly whenever you want. <laughs> she liked it. I, I really liked it. <laughs> First taste is free. Yeah, I, know. <laughs> I mean, more, I know man. the carpet's gone, but maybe there's like an individual sort of item that's less expensive than a flying carpet. I don't know. <laughs> Just wondering. Um, uh, do you still have the the flying potion? Uh, I downed it. Right, but you have the 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 card I gave you for it, because that would contain a yes. cost of that particular one. Fifty-two fifty. You have a rope. You have a rope. Well, but I want a bunch of them, though. Which you can Turn have made, or possibly look around and have purchased. Uh, this town is pretty thin, as far All as the magic yeah. Stuff. M- m- most of anything of worth uh, of an arcane nature was confiscated and utilized, or essentially melted down for its residuum components as part of the you know the creation of the ziggurat and preparation for the ritual. So, other than the items that you were given uh, when you first arrived here. Um, it, you're hard pressed to find anything in this town of that type. But asking around, there are there are enchantments that can gift flight, um, but they're pretty rare. Okay. So. Talk to Gilmore. All right. Gilmore will be the person to talk to about that. Uh, you good, Scanlan? Oh, I'm good. All right, <coughs> Um Well, Keyleth is very confused as to why everyone seems to be avoiding each other. It's odd. Everyone's so standoffish here lately. Anyway, uh, Keyleth is going to go help the farmers and try and maybe help 
revitalize some of the land and help with planting crops. Okay. And helping out there. Um, she also wants to make sure that all the local kids are taken care of. If any kids, if any kids lost their parents in the rebellion, mm-hmm. okay, kind of lead the charge of making sure kids are taken care of. Okay. At least half. Uh, <laughs> half. Yeah. Now go, going around, there there were a number of casualties in the town as part of the rebellion. It's unfortunately it happens in warfare, regardless of how uh, noble cause it may be. Um, and there are a few families that were left fatherless uh, or motherless, uh, as there was quite a quite a, a share of the sexes raising up for this battle. Um, so the children that you know, no no one that you know have lost both parents for the most part. There was the intent that if there were a parental unit, that at least one had to stay in case of such an occurrence to to keep raising the children. Okay. Um, but you go on and you meet with some of the families and make sure that they're taken care of. Uh, some of the homes that were destroyed as part of the rebellion, you and Grog both work together to help make sure that the the, you know, the process of rebuilding and restricting goes well. Um, uh, you do also help the farmers begin to right their crops and revitalize the land, which had been drained by the necromantic essence of the Briarwood's presence and whatever the ziggurat was you know, pulling from the land itself beneath seems to have uh, released its hold on the, the immediate vicinity. So through your aid specifically, uh, being, being a druid of, of your nature, you prepare this for probably one of the finest harvests that Whitestone's had in quite a long time. Uh, even though it is deep winter, they're already seeing like early spring growth through your aid. Um, and, 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 you know, vegetable warming. Climate yeah. change. I know, it's crazy. Such a bitch. Uh, <laughs> but we're talking of vegetation and vegetables that are withstanding and still able to grow through the frost in the mornings, it's the cold weather is coming from the winter, so you're raising quite a strong, quite a strong crop. So well done. Good job, a Good Thanksgiving in about nine months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. There you go. Food and orphans, man. Food and orphans. First of all. Um, okay. Um, I'm going to spend most of my time uh, organizing uh, the affairs of the castle and the local government and making sure that there's institutions in place, uh, getting rid of anybody who might still have sympathies towards the Briarwoods, uh, helping reestablish the zenith in the ladies' chamber, and okay. um, spending some time with my sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, on, on that note, before we continue, um, there is no current institution in place. Um, anyone of any political power outside of Archibald, you and Cassandra has been Slaughtered, long past. Um, so in these discussions, you talk with Keeper Yenin, you talk with Cassandra, and and, and there is an air of, of an understanding that right now there is this this period of peace, this period of calm, but there has to eventually be established and put into place some sort of political head to oversee the rebuilding of the city and, and the continued growth and survival of this town proper. Um, Cassandra confides in you multiple times that she is nervous that she, especially given recent circumstances and her kind of recovery of her Stockholm Syndrome uh, with the Briarwoods, is not confident that she would be able to lead on her own. Um, she, there, is, there is a moment where she apologizes extensively to Archibald. Archibald, who did survive and was her direct contact in the, in the castle, is, takes a few days before he will even face Cassandra when he's told that she essentially had been leading him astray and, you know, spearheading the death of the previous rebellion. Um, 
and you also discovered the reason that the, the various new nobles that were prepared for your ambushes um, were because Cassandra had gotten information about that from Archibald and then fed it to the Briarwoods. Um, but you do sense a very, very deep seated regret and uh, an, an urge to make amends for that from her. And because of that circumstance, she's she doesn't feel like the people of Whitestone who would have this information, which you haven't told anyone. There is no like large-scale announcement. The only people that know about Cassandra's current situation with the Briarwoods are you guys, uh, Keeper Yenin, and Archibald. Is Archibald still around? He is. And he betrayed us? No. No. Oh. No, no, no. Cassandra betrayed all, him. Cassandra played everybody. Oh. <clears throat> all right, I'll let him live. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, glorious leader. Thank you. <laughs> one of the team, guys. <laughs> so that, 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 that is an ongoing discussion. Um, as far as establishing the structure here, there's been many talks, but nothing has been fine-tuned, and that may play itself out as part of the festival, so. Um, uh, I have two items yes. that I would like to look at. Well, I have three items that I would like to look at. Um, uh, Silas's sword and his amulet. Okay. The brooch. They left behind. Brooch. Oh, oh. Travis has got you. Really, Travis? He's our <laughs> runner. Is it runner? Oh, is it? Oh, ho, 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 and all of that. <laughs> is it? Was it? Was it? Damn. <laughs> is it amazing? Standing on a like guile before a street fight match. <laughs> no, he hasn't heard of that character. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> what is it? What do you? It's, what do you have? It's I don't know, it's a piece of paper. That's really um, cool. It's pretty cool. It's basically, um, it's called a, a brooch of living essence, uh, and it basically masks the wearer's alignment, essence, whether they're good or evil. Uh, they they are can't be seen by detect magic spells. Ooh, that wow. is the worst thing for you. <laughs> <laughs> Not anymore. Is it? Is it? I'm unsure. Um, it's hard to yeah, tell. You gather that this item in particular was used by Silas to Travel through, you know, magically protected areas without giving up his undead essence or uh, being read for his true intentions. Interesting. Cool. Interesting. It's for a shifty bastard. Right. It's, it's, for, it's definitely a, a shifty bastard. It's for Scanlan. Thing. Oh me. Well, my alignment's good. <laughs> yeah, but it, it could <laughs> be you know. good if you if you want to pretend to be evil. I was. It was either yeah. either this or Vax. <laughs> This would be an interesting thing for you, because... It doesn't protect you against, like, detect magic spells, but it protects you against as uh, detect good or evil spells and magic spells that reveal your true nature. Mm. It's true nature it would be good for me. So you could pretend to be bad. So yeah. if, we, if we want to have him what, pretend what to be do you, evil. What do you have in your, in your uh, um, brooch? My brooch? You, it's a next slot. Got next slot. Next slot. Oh, it's amazing. Nothing. Nothing in your next okay. slot. Did you take that in? That sounds so disgusting. My next slot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Percy. What have I got in my next slot? <laughs> you took the brooch and slowly uh, pressed it into his next slot. <laughs> God. Uh, sure. <laughs> don't turn that right. into any fan fiction, please. Uh, <laughs> don't say that. I know. Oh, well, uh, Percy, what else? Ah, uh, the sword. The sword. That is a sword. big piece of paper. That's for Grogger pieces for a sword. Sword of Balsa. A sword of and and Ripley's gun. Okay. Well, first, as you take the sword in your hands, the large, thick obsidian kind of onyx black blade, uh, you take a while to to 
not necessarily attuned to it, but enough, you know, put enough of your attention towards it where you sense oh. its magical capabilities. Oh, okay. As, as it begins to clarify, um, okay. <laughs> where 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 one voice before was not there, God a new it. voice yeah, peeks yeah, yeah, in and says, "Wait, wait, wait, wait." wait says, <laughs> "Wait, shh, 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 shh. This is important. This is yeah. important. Damn it! Shush. You are you, my new wielder. What? He's got a talking sword. Throw it in the ass. What's with you and fucking weapons, man? Hmm. <laughs> Be strong, buzzy. Shh, you're not here, you're not here. No. <laughs> <laughs> then leave me till one worthy lifts this blade. I'm going to gently put it down. <laughs> okay. Yes. Um, this is a sword that has a name. It's got like a name. Oh my god. Um, I don't know what to do about this. <laughs> this is really disturbing. As you step away from the blade, you can feel the air nearby is just generally colder in its presence, and where previously it was just a weapon, you can almost feel like there's something looking at you. Like there is a presence just bent towards you expectantly. That is creepy. Just try it out, what could go wrong? We don't need an evil grog. I can tame it. Pick wow. Percy. <laughs> His name is Bane. It's a Bane sword. <laughs> Bane sword. What yeah, does it say? Pick me up. What does it say? Yeah, what does it say? Uh, I don't think I should tell any of you. Oh, you he doesn't have to. He's in his room. He's so talking to a. The blade just sits there on the ground where you leave it. Uh, whatever you wish to do with it. Piss on it. Just staring. At it. <laughs> you want to put just, it in the bag? God, you've given me so much to think about. It's really, it's really unfortunate. Um, I'm definitely going to take at least a week of our two weeks to think about the sword. <laughs> okay. Uh, what are you going to do with it in the meantime? Sleep on top of it. <laughs> Sleep on top of it. It's okay. In, it's in my room. You don't want it in the bag? <laughs> no. <laughs> so, uh, for each evening as you lay down to sleep, you can feel the voice creep back in again and God say, and just say, Why would you sleep on top of it? The voice is, is inquisitive. I'm useless left here. I seek the thrill of battle. I'm hungry. Other evenings, it comes to you almost pleading. Why have you forsaken me? Oh, that you poor took sword. me as a trophy. What purpose is a blade that goes unused? Yo, why you gotta be like that? Girl? I will remember this. And then it falls silent after a few days. Oh, the silent treatment. It's sulking. Was it a two-handed sword or a one-handed oh, so sword? It's a great sword. It's two-handed, big old, fatty Final Fantasy VII sword. <clears throat> God damn it. <laughs> evil Grog is not a good idea. Will it really turn him evil? This is the thing that's fucked up. Yeah, I know. Which is why I shouldn't, shouldn't have given him that brooch. God damn it. What? I may ask for that brooch back. <laughs> You can certainly try. Uh, God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) So, as you think on it, the weeks pass. Oh, oh, I I had a I Oh, anything else you want to do? Uh there was I also wanted to I wanted to work on Ripley's Ripley's gun. Right. Uh the gun itself is essentially a baseline pistol. Uh if you look in your uh in your archetype for your fighter classes as the gunslinger, the, the, the pistol 
uh, mechanics all apply to that weapon. Beyond that, nothing in particular. It's just her first successful <laughs> attempt at recreating a firearm. Okay. I may start to... I'm going to start making some ammo for it, and I'm going to work on it to okay. improve Percy, it. whenever you get a chance, could you um, maybe... How hard are those exploding arrows to make? Super duper hard? Not terribly difficult. I don't think it's in two weeks, but when we go home, I'll, I'll work on a few. Right. I know, I like them too. <laughs> um, in the climate-ravaged world of 2072, the city of Pura stands as a miraculous green haven. Pura is a geoengineered paradise that protects its fortunate residents from the global catastrophes of heat domes, fires, floods, and droughts. In a time when the world outside is unsafe, it's vital for Pura's existence that people rally behind the purpose of the city, and Demetria Lopez, head of the city's public relations, tirelessly promotes its idyllic image. But when she stumbles on a dark secret that, if exposed, would be the downfall of Pura's existence, she must decide who and what she's willing to protect. From Wondery, the makers of Academy and Dr. Death, The Last City stars actors Ray Seahorn, Jeannie Tirado, and Maury Sterling. Follow The Last City on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can binge all episodes of The Last City early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Thank you so much to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Nothing ruins my day faster than my allergies flaring up. My face gets preposterously red, my sinuses feel clogged, it feels like I'm walking around with a cartoon storm cloud over my head, which as you may be able to tell from the phlegmatic timbre of my voice is happening to me right now. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. I've been taking Claritin D for my allergies for several years. It's been an absolute game changer because I can now go hang out with my friends who have cats without my face swelling up like a giant balloon. And that's great news because I really wanted to pet their cats and now I can. So, ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. I'm... hmm. <laughs> I hate you. You're a terrible person. Um, you picked up the sword, man. Percy, how's that sword working out? It's a little big, actually. Is it? Look, I have this one-handed dragon slayer longsword if you want to get used to, like, a bit of badassery before you move up to the big leagues. I know you've got uh, that dinky piece of shit you've been using this whole time. Just as a note, too, a greatsword is is a strength-based melee weapon. Dex does not play into it. So. Oh, which is what, yeah. <laughs> Based on, on whatever your strength is, what's your strength, Percy? Strength is 12. <laughs> You would probably not do very well with that. Which is why I was thinking about having it cut down and melted down into something more useful. But but hmm. this was uh, also viable if you wanted to talk. try. Um, Dragon Slayer Longsword. Can I always know? Three d six. No, this is actually pretty badass. If I did give it to Gr I'm going to. I'm going to. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll trade. trade. Oh, Jesus Christ, and he's not even gonna say anything about it. You're a terrible person. You're a terrible person. Not Matt, you are. 
He gave you the device and you used it. You've been playing D&D for years. You know what this means. Just gonna, <laughs> I'm going to let you know we should keep an eye on him just in case. So, Grog, yes. as you take up the blade in your hands, you hear coming coming out Here of go the, again. coming out of the ether. A gentle, low, velvet voice caresses the inside of your head, saying, You are you to be my wielder. What the shit? <laughs> Speak um, your name, warrior. Uh, uh, Grog. Warrior Grog, have you taken up the blade of Craven Edge? Is that what this is? <laughs> Do you have a female setting? <laughs> you hear a long drawn out sigh. <laughs> Do you accept my power? There, there's a power that comes with you? What, what kind of power? Do you enjoy drinking the strength of your foes, watching them beaten before you, and have that very power become your own? Sounds pretty good. You wish the shadows to encase your form and grant you resilience and anger, forcing those to kneel before you in fear. The shadow? <laughs> oh. Do you accept Grog? Fuck yeah. <laughs> then it is done. Together, we will accomplish great things. Oh my god. Do, I, do you have a, a, a name? Like, do I call upon you? <coughs> Can I call you Bacon? You call me Bacon and this blade will cut the very hand you hold. My name is Craven Edge. It will do you well to remember that. Right, yep, was totally kidding about the bacon, Craven Good. Edge. <laughs> well, I'm uh, excited about this partnership. <laughs> Clearly we will be a force to be reckoned with. By the way, can other people hear you? Silence. <laughs> he will kill me first. It is an amazing sword, oh to be fair. God. I haven't even read it yet. You haven't read it yet? You are prepared. I can't read! You want to read it so bad! No, don't let anybody read it. It's, it's so magical. <laughs> give, me, two, man. give me a bear cookie. You've gotten, you've gotten give a... Give me a bear cookie, too. You have, you have a clue as to what it can do based on when it was used against you by Silence. Yeah, it was badass. Thank you. <clears throat> so, um, anything else we want to accomplish before we're closing out the rest of the I week? I had a question. Yes. Did we did we assemble a team of magic temple yeah. people to take care of the to thing? Of that was the other thing. Yeah, that we needed to. We, we needed okay. to all take care of that. The so, marble of death. So throughout throughout the week, um, uh, Keeper Yenin, a few of the low level arcanists that exist here. Didn't we send for Eskel Randarian? Uh, you, you sent for, but you know, information right now travels at, at, at the speed of, of uh, whatever it is. It, a mule. Yeah, of, of the speed of mule. <laughs> <laughs> the speed of mounts as it as it continues forward. Um, uh, you get word back from no, no, nothing from uh, Alora Visorin yet. Uh, Eskel does respond, saying that he is currently finishing up some personal business, but will make his way towards Whitestone. Uh, within a couple weeks, with some of his compatriots who may also be of aid. 
Um, so information has been gotten across, uh, but it won't be until probably after this festival for them to begin their investigation. However, in the meantime, uh, Keeper Yannon and a few of the smaller local arcanists do make a couple trips down to inspect the Ziggurat themselves. Uh, when they return, uh, Yannon is at a loss, and most of them don't quite understand the nature of the magic there. Uh, it seems to be immobile. It seems to be uh, completely either negating, consuming, or uh, preventing any sort of magical force within a specific radius of it. Um, so a lot of their normal arcane methods of uh, inspecting, or, or divine methods of, of inspecting this, uh, this site are not functional. This is going to be more of like a, you know, bring old tomes and uh, research historical records of things that may be similar to this. So when you bring up that you would reach out to Eskarindarian with the information you had, uh, you get that that'll probably be a much more fruitful endeavor. Um, but as of right now, no one has any clue what this is. Okay, and we didn't, and we searched the Briarwoods like library that they had gathered together to see anything about. Yeah. Okay. Um, you also, in some of the information that you had acquired from uh, from Scanlan's memory and a little bit of research into Vecna, very little information really exists. But uh, as the keeper of secrets, uh, you get the sense that most anything of importance in dealing with this ritual has been destroyed as part of its preparation because secrets are meant to be kept and hoarded. Um, so yeah. Okay. Hello fans of Dungeons and & Dragons and actual play podcasts. Lovers of lore-rich storytelling, phenomenal characters, and grand adventures. The Homebrew, a D&D play podcast, would like to invite you to check out our actual play. We're a top-charting podcast with a thriving community and over 200 hours of epic story for you to binge. I catch up on. The Homebrew is a D&D 5th edition campaign reskinned as a huge sci-fi space opera. Join us anywhere podcasts are found by searching The Homebrew, a D&D play podcast. One more time, that's The Homebrew, a D&D play podcast. Such luck in that regard, unfortunately. <laughs> However... As the second week draws to a close, the winter's crest day comes forward. As the morning crests into the proper winter's crest festival, you all awaken within Castle Whitestone to an unusually cold morning, and as you look out, there is a fresh dusting of white snow that has gently caressed the entirety of this valley and the entire city itself. Um, you all get yourselves ready, gather your belongings, and preparing for the festival, that you've been helping get ready this entire week, you walk down towards Whitestone itself. Um, as you get to the outskirts of the city, you can already hear in the distance music beginning to play. Uh, blue and white ribbons are hung up all throughout the town on the outside of buildings, outside of taverns, outside of even the, uh, the remaining wreckage that's only partially built. It seems that overnight, people just went through the town and decorated whatever needed to be decorated to wipe clean the memory of the recent uh, trials and difficulty that everyone's undergone. Uh, you begin to make your way towards the center of the town, to the town square where the sentry is, and as you approach, you now see the source of the music, as a number of individuals in the town have brought out their instruments, and they're playing, some more discordant than others, but overall, you know, a sense of joy as people for the first time in a long time are truly embracing this, this uh, positive atmosphere. You see children laughing and running through the streets. You can smell fresh cooked pies and various other bakery items just 
filling the air around you. Looking over as you approach the sun tree, you can see where once bodies hung from its boughs. There now are strings of blue and white ribbons that are intertwined with each other, braided and set across from branch to branch. You can see fine little glass structures that have been hand-blown and left to drape from them to be part of the festivities. Um, as you begin to make your way up there, immediately people begin to notice your presence. And you can see people in the streets begin to gather up and begin cheering. You hear voices mutter out, Fox Machina, Hans! People run up, some start reaching out and shaking your hands. Thank you so much, thank you. And you, you're kind of taken aback by the attention. It's reminding you a little bit of the awkwardness you had with the last Winter's Crest in Iman. Um, but as you, you begin- You to look out for eggs, giant frosty looking eggs. Crystal eggs. <laughs> um, you make your way towards the sun tree and there you see Keeper Yenin is in the process of speaking with a few of the uh, people that helped him with this entire rebellion and setting up this event, and he greets you all as you approach. Oh, my friends, how wondrous. I'm glad to see you are awakened and ready and well-rested, I assume. Yes. Yeah. Glorious. Well, this, this is a day of celebration. We've taken the time, and mourning shall continue as needed, but today, today is to embrace what it means to be alive to thwart the darkness and the evils that press upon the free folk of these lands. And, of course, to eat and drink till you are full and drunk. Yes. Yes. that shit, brother. Cheers to that. <laughs> uh, it'll be a little bit before we get to the, uh, the actual uh, celebration speech, but uh, in the meantime, go free, uh, free yourselves, drink, be merry. Uh, there are a few events going on around you, and he kind of points in a few directions, and you can see around you, there are tables set up, there are individuals playing games. Um, <laughs> Immediately to the, to the left, you can see there are two long tables set up and a stack of pies are set off to one side. It looks like a, oh. an eating contest. Oh no, Round I've been eating for a full day. <laughs> In preparation. Yeah. Um, you do see what looks to be a gentleman with a high box with a very, very fine waxed mustache that is currently doing parlor tricks and magical presentations for people who are trading coins to be astounded with his, his illusions. Uh, you can see what looks to be a, a series of tables Behind the sun tree, kind of towards the, uh, the south southeast side of it, um, you recognize better than anyone. These are uh, central table, relatively small, with a chair on each side. Arbison, Craven, I think. Oh wait, that's no, arm wrestling. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. <laughs> the size getting more and more impatient. Um, get used to that. So, so these, this is the, first, the three first events that you come across, uh, just immediate vicinity. What would any of you guys like to partake in? I see the magic tricks and go, <gasps> and run over without saying anything I to anybody along. else. I tag okay. along. Oh, I'll go in for this one as well. Okay. okay. As you guys rush forward, you come to the, the box. It's, it's a relatively high box. It looks like it hasn't seen some use in a while. Um, but the gentleman sitting in there with longish hair parted in the center and kind of combs outward. He's got his waxed <laughs> mustache. He's wearing a kind of a, a dusty presentational robes, and he has on the top of it a series of small boxes and uh, looks like various tricks that he has at the ready. Uh, there are three children off to the side with their uh, either their keeper or their parents behind. He goes, "Now watch, if you will, <laughs> as this simple ball transports itself between the cups." And yet, find your eyes unable to follow. And he swivels the cups around for a moment. <laughs> Where is the ball, little ones? And the, the kids kind of deliberate, deliberate. And one goes, that one. He goes, Are you sure? They all shake their heads. Oh, 
I'm sorry, the ball has escaped your vision. Once again, and they all kind of like, ah, oh, they cheer. He lifts the other one and I it's go, gone. <gasps> the middle one. Are you a wizard? <laughs> <laughs> We've met a few wizards. You're a wizard. No, are you a sorcerer? Because you don't look like a druid. This doesn't look like natural magic. I what? am what you refer to as an illusionist. And I can play tricks on your mind. Your mind. No! Your mind. No! God, we've been through way too much of that here lately. It's entertainment. It's Playful. Playful illusions. Not against. It's just a game. It's, a, it's, a, it's, it's good. It's real. good. Not She's good. She's Keep not her in check, please. You're scaring real. the children. It's not, it's not real. It's, not real. It's, not real. It's, just a, it's a game. It's a game. It's, it's going to okay. be fine. So, it's gonna be fine. okay. I don't trust this guy. Don't worry. Why don't we? Okay. Percy will take the first no, turn. Go, go, go. I'm also a diviner. I can look into your eyes and see your very future. What? Not really. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> For a simple gold piece, you can test your skills against the transference of this ethereal ball, or for five, I can look into your fate. <laughs> I'll do both, actually. Oh. <laughs> All right. Takes the gold piece. Take. I, I kind of grab him by the, the scruff, and I say, if you hurt him, <laughs> Jesus. you don't know what he's been through, okay? It's Down fine. Kibble. It's, it's all right. right. Don't be fine. Are you are you working he with the Briarwoods? Briarwoods and you. you. Please get her off of me. Okay. Kids, kids, this is why you shouldn't drink during the daytime. <laughs> um, anyway. Your magic. Do your So sir. Takes one gold piece off. Sets it aside. Now. The ethereal ball. This was taken from the far realms themselves, crafted in the ivy-covered hills in the far north end of the Feywild itself. How could you follow this with but your simple vision? He places one cup over it, two cups to the side, and begins shifting and shifting. Go ahead and make a perception check. I'll, uh, him? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, 20. You see now there's a couple moments where the ball shifts between cups and you can see, you get a really close idea of exactly how this works. And when he finishes, he looks to you, ha, ah, now where is the Fable? <laughs> I would say it's to your right, right there. That one? <laughs> Are you sure? It could be anywhere on this table. It could, but it's there. <laughs> Because uh, it's not anywhere else other than there. I'm not so sure about that, Percy. Well, you're welcome to go in. If you... <clears throat> I choose the one on the left. You have to give him a gold coin, though. Sure. Ding. Takes a gold coin. Do you wish to choose for this one instead, then? <laughs> no, no, I'm choosing on the right. <laughs> Takes the gold piece. And with that, you found it, yay. He <laughs> <laughs> gives you five gold. I kind of lean into Percy and I say, this guy's not a threat, he's okay. Well, I am a dark and evil demonic creature, so, you know. As he gives You're you the, so funny, yeah. Percy. As he gives you the five Classic gold. Percy. <laughs> as, as he gives you the five gold, he immediately takes it back and goes, but you wanted to know your fate. Yes. Step forward, uh, young, what's your name? Um, just Percy. Percy, please. Present your face. Just Percy. Hmm. 
As he reaches out, he begins to feel the bumps on your head. He begins to touch the outside of your face and closes his eyes. Yes, yes, I can see. I can see into the very nature of your existence. You, you young Percy? Yes. Percy, Percy, young Percy. You, you have. You have hard-working hands. You've seen, you've seen a lifetime of hard, hard work in the fields. Yeah. But you wish to make your father proud, yes. as does every son. And you will, as one day you will become a well-celebrated smith of horseshoes. Yes, yes, glory to Percy. Amazing, so accurate, so, so, so accurate. accurate. So accurate. Kind of leans in and says, I can tell by the black powder on your hands that you've worked with a few pieces of iron in your time. Very astute. Very astute. <laughs> mm, thank you so much. So, who's next? And children start rushing up, and you guys wish to continue with this guy? No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll leave. <laughs> I've seen enough. Okay, who's doing what now? Uh, dude, does anyone. Um, Want to get down on the podcast? Just I thought I might arm wrestle first. I think you should arm wrestle. Yeah. Arm wrestle. Oh yeah, I want yeah, serious. Work up an appetite. I like to arm wrestle in case I need to eat my way out of sadness with pies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Turn your sadness into victory. Yeah. I, I will also enter the arm wrestling competition. All right. Yes. <laughs> okay. Okay. So um, as you guys uh, step up, you can see. Um, there's a woman dressed in a rather simple barmaid outfit, uh, you know, a little other apron on her side, and she's pretty, you know, thick and, and rough and tumble with her timber. She has her uh, her hair pulled up into a very tight bun in the back, and she's got a little you know, smudged dirt on her chin. And she's like, "All who wish to enter the contest, please step right here, pay your entry fee, graciously prove your might and your strength, show that you yourself are responsible for the rebellion succeeding." It sees you, you. You, you, you wish to be part of this, yes? Yeah, yeah, I do! Very well, very well. Uh, entry fee, and she kind of leans in and gets kind of real with you for a second. Like, entry fee is 25 gold pieces each. Winner gets uh, free drinks oh. and the pot. I slapped down 25 gold on behalf of Grog. Right in front of <gasps> You're paying for his entry. I'm paying for his entry, sure. And mine as well? Sure. No. Hey, good. <laughs> Not yours. <laughs> I, I would also like to. Go, <clears throat> I would also like to compete. <laughs> hey. Sorry. Twenty-five gold then. There you go. Is it? I mean, no offense. I just. I, it's a cute beret. <laughs> Other individuals wow. come come and enter. Um, cute. And you can see. Uh, as you guys are preparing for this event, you hear the rattling of chains nearby, and uh, you can see two of the guards are stepping up with the uh, uh, Goran Vedmeyer, who is you've seen the Duke. Duke. Yeah, Duke. no longer Duke, unduked. Um, <laughs> Duke. Yeah. Once you duke something, you can't unduke it, Matt. No, he's been thoroughly unduked. Trust me. The Duke, who is formerly known as Duke, Duke. Gonad. Duke yeah. Um, Duke. He's run by two of the guards, and the guards kind of whisper to each other. They bring out their own 25 gold pieces, and they pop it into Ooh. the pot, and they're like, he's entering as our proxy. He kind of looks around. Yes, what they said. They can, she kind of nods, says, well, I don't see why not, I suppose. 
All right, and other people end up gathering their, ca- their, their change in. She goes over a sheet with the, one of her compatriots, and they end up breaking off into the teams. And there are four tables set up, and you know, for this round at least, this part of the festival, they break up the different parts. She calls out to one table. All right, we have a Jasper Lear to go against a uh, Scanlan Shorthalt at this table. That's me. Yes, Scanlan. Yes, As you're getting ready, you see a. Uh, uh, Looks like a, a, a farmer type individual, um, clean and as dressed as he could be in relatively ragged clothes, but he looks like he's trying to be presentary for the festival. Um, gray beard, um, kind of longish shoulder length, tousled hair, and he kind of walks up, pulling his wrist back, and he's he's got some good some good muscles. Looks like he's you know, definitely been working a lot of a lot of heavy farm work for most of his life. And he sits down on the table across from you, kind of gives you a look over. Well, shall we begin? Sure. Can I ever so covertly say to him, you don't want to be to gnome. You don't want to be to gnome. And I'm casting suggestion on him. Hmm. Uh, I will say, go ahead and make a sleight of hand check. Oh, my worst. Shit. <laughs> Thirteen. Knows what does it, it mean? Who knows what does it, it mean? The eyebrows. And the phone came out. I know. Who knows? We'll find out when my arm gets red. Looking off. at Jasper's stats, I can tell. <laughs> what? No, what are you talking about? He's <laughs> checking Twitter. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna respond to fuck all these guys. Give me a second. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Um. All right. So he kind of has his hand up and he looks you over with a look of intensity for a second. Put your hand up. Yes, sir. Clasp it, and his fingers wrap entirely around your hand at this point. <laughs> um, at which, <laughs> as the intensity mounts and the crowd gathers around, everyone begins cheering. The barmaid steps up again. All right, the two of you, hands together. And prove your strength now! Go ahead and make a strength check. That's good. 19. <laughs> you guys stand there for a second. His arm begins to push on yours, it begins to bend back a little bit. You reflex your might and begin to send him back up to the center. You've reached a standstill once again, back towards the center. And he, his expression on, your, on his face looks Frustrated and surprised. What expecting this, were you? Neither was I. Make <laughs> <laughs> another string check. <laughs> not as good, not as good. Eleven. Eleven. At this point, as you say that, he kind of tenses in his mind, forces down your hands now, right at the three quarters of the table. Make another strength check. Sixteen. Sixteen. Not in touch the knuckles. What is going on? I had time. This has never happened before. <laughs> he's now, you know, keeping his hand at the side. He's like, he's trying not to grasp the edge of the table, which is technically against the rules. But he's like, Ugh. looking around at everyone watching and realizes the sheer amount of attention that's put on the fact that this tiny little gnome is now keeping him at a standstill. I shout out from the crowd. Scanlan! Scanlan! Pike is here. Ooh. She's astrally projected in. <laughs> She's Natural one. 
<laughs> With that moment of distraction, what? you look around for <laughs> wham! Oh, your knuckles hit the table. Cheers go on. Everyone shouts happily. You idiot! All the blood rushed somewhere else. That's not my fault. I had him. I had him. Oh. Uh, he lifts up his tankard on the side, and, and uh, someone begins pouring ale into it. And he shouts his victory out. Everyone cheers. A couple people come smacking oh. the back and be like, "You did good. You did good. That was that was really." I don't need your pity. <laughs> Grog, kick this motherfucker's ass. <laughs> um. Uh, two more events go by, or two more gentlemen uh, show down in this. Uh, actually, no, on this one, actually, it's it's a, a woman and a man. This woman who's a pretty tough-looking warrior, probably one of the guards of the Castle Whitestone. Um, she, still partial armor, has been guarding the event, has taken her helmet off to be part of this event, kind of taking a, a moment to be, to be relaxing. She uh, goes up against, looks to be a, another merchant in the town, and just destroys him. Yeah! Um, the next bout is... Uh, a man who, the way he's dressed, appears to be a blacksmith. He still has his like leather gauntlets on. He takes them off at the table, takes off his leather apron, sets it to the side, um, gets down and ready, and looks around for his opponent. And the two guards bring up the chained Vedmire, who then sits down at the table. The chains hitting against the sides of the uh, the wooden tabletop and coasting to the ground as they adjust. He puts his arm on the table with a thud and has to kind of bend over to even reach the other guy's grasp. You can see the look on his face immediately just pale as he realizes who he's up against. Um, yeah, it's not. It's it's two rounds in, maybe 20 seconds tops before Vedmire just boom, slams it so hard you can see part of the type of tabletop splinters inward, and the guy brings his hand back with ble you know, bleeding knuckles uh, as he kind of reaches over and puts his hand out expectantly. Uh, the barman kind of hands him a uh, tankard full of ale, and he just kind of downs it in one uh, gulp, slams it on the table, and stands back up again. Glances over to you, <laughs> and steps back into the crowd. The second round of uh, events go in. You are paired up with the uh, gentleman who defeated Scanlan. Hmm. Kick his ass, Grog. Yeah. Put him in a body bag. Sit down, I say. <laughs> Give him the chair. I feel really bad for you, <laughs> mate. Sweep the leg. You know, my friend, he's got hand herpes. <laughs> <laughs> so do I. It's true. <laughs> make, it make it deception. <laughs> oh, 20! 19 plus 1! Natural 1 on his part. He looks, he looks genuinely frightened and is about to back up and kind of. Looks like he's about to get the attention of the barman who's running this event, but then sees the crowd around. I mean, you're a farmer, right? You handle food. <laughs> <laughs> it's in his hand, puts it out, and grabs your stern interest. Uh, the barman once again. And prove your strength! Roll strength check. He has disadvantage. Oh, good. That's just uh, 20. One. Don't 16 break his arm. and a natural one. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit! Already he's straining, and his back of his knuckles are nearly scraping against the wood. You can see fear in his eyes, and he's like gripping, but he's also like trying to move his fingers to make sure he doesn't make too much contact with your hand. Go ahead and roll on the strength. <laughs> <laughs> uh, eleven. At which point he sees the grin on your face and gets his will back behind him and forces Look you out. back up to the center. Make another strength check. Ooh, oh shit! Seven. Natural twenty. Oh no! Oh, he's 
girl slams you right over on the edge of the table. Make another check. Oh, come on, girl. Oh, come on. Come on. Aha! Uh -huh. 23. 19. Oh, yeah. Back up to the center, stand oh, still. You can see now the veins bulging in his neck. You can see now his face is turning red from the strain. He's breathing heavily. As he pushes it again, making the strength. Come here. on, Grog! Oh. Eight. <laughs> Eight. You both oh. stay there and you Keeping you right there in the middle, making the check. I, I hold up my hand and I use minor illusion to make it all dotted with, <laughs> yeah. with herpes. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, no, he glances side long at your hand and. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going to give him disadvantage on this one. Mm. All right, what'd you get? Oh, uh, uh, 17. 17? <laughs> with the disadvantage, he got a six. <laughs> so, the hand goes at three quarter view. He's now looking at you, looking at Scanlon's hand, looking at you, looking at his own hand, is really worried. Make another strength check. It's slippery oh, when the pores start to seep. No. <laughs> That's a one. No. <laughs> uh, Epic. Yeah, uh, even if you manage it, it's two. <gasps> the center, you guys are in the middle again. Oh my god. <laughs> Epic struggle. Okay. Uh, 22. 22? Yeah, you know, he got <laughs> with disadvantage again because of that. But disadvantage is fading at this point. Um, he got a 12. So yeah. <laughs> now he's back down on the Come door. Come on, dog. Finish, finish it. Do it. 20, 22. Yeah. He got a seven. You <laughs> <laughs> looks at the hand, looks at you again, and you can see in his face this the sudden look of the, of acceptance <laughs> as you stop playing with him and whack slam it really hard on the wood. You can see he pulls away. Ah, wash it, wash it, please, wash it. Somebody wash it. Can't. You know can't. the cure for that is actually a my man Vax's groin. It's very magical. <laughs> he slowly backs into the crowd, looking very disturbed and disgusted as everyone else is cheering for you and cheering. Um, a tanker slam before you, filled with ale. The barmaid's like, drink up, you've earned it, champion. I look at Gonad over at the side. I drink it, chug it down. And hold up the finger. He kind of sits there and just tenses for a second with a grin. As you see, he kind of growls. You know, his cold breath and the cold winter crest air kind of dissipates up above him, and you get this kind of nod, this slow look of of warrior intensity but respect. Uh, you can see he's looking forward to hopefully this as much as you are, but he still has a battle to do himself. Uh, I've spent the last ten minutes while he's kicking that guy's ass uh, to find a soldier or somebody in the crowd to bet. A young boy. Bet. <laughs> that, I'm not you. <laughs> That's more of his for it. 200 gold on Grog. Oh, to win. shit. Somebody in the crowd. Make a persuasion check. All right. All right. Uh, zip, 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 zip. Mm, 14. Going around, uh, you're hard pressed to find somebody who, at this moment in time, is interested in betting any money against the Goliath that helped save the city. Uh, you find one gentleman who seems. A, a little interested, and he kind of gives you this sidelong, sleazy grin. He goes, Tell you what, not 200 gold, but I'll put 50 down. That's not worth it. 75 gold? <laughs> Step away, halfling. Oh, I heard it. I know. He doesn't even pay attention the to table. you. <laughs> yeah. He's too focused on the, on the current uh, bout at hand, in which at this table you can now see uh, uh, Vedmeyer and the woman guard sits down. Um, she, uh, oh yeah. Someone says like, "Oh, oh, Trisha's wrestling." Oh, and, yeah. well, your name? Her name's Trisha. Trisha. Um, Trisha the dish. Bedmire gets down again. The chains <laughs> against the wood as he sits down with a smile. 
kind of just gives her a grin and a nod. She's just intensity towards him the whole time. You can see there's there's a little bit of intensity to win, but you also see spite in that look. You see that she kn- kind of knows what he's done and means this is this victory means more to her than otherwise. Um, the two of them begin to first match. She pushes and gets the upper hand, forcing wow. her the three-quarter view perspective. She's uh, tensing herself. You hear the muscle uh, tensing beneath the, uh, the armor itself and the metal creaking as her whole upper torso begins to kind of push into it. Uh, ah, she begins to push it. Yeah, Trish the dish. Trish the dish. Trish the dish. Trish. As you guys are, are are shouting this and keeping it going, she gets pushed back again into a defensive position. Uh. You can see the blood rushing to her face, but he himself is starting to really intense, and he can see there's surprise in his face from the the, the, the battle she's giving. Um, she. Pushes it back up into the center of this back and forth. The crowd's starting to get really intense. And you can see the shouting and the cheering gets really quiet as everyone's now just kind of breathlessly watching this bout. Um, she pushes <gasps> back in three quarter position. Uh, Come on, he goes, girl. <laughs> Come on. And begins uh. to, to rally his own strength. Uh, but it's not enough as she yes! onto the table. Uh, as, she, as she kind of releases it, goes, Yeah! You deserve that and much more. She gets up and walks away. The tanker is held out for her and she just kind of pushes it aside and kind of cracks her knuckles as she steps away. Uh, Vedmire is kind of there staring at his hand and... Fitting. It's a real pity. I was looking forward to fighting you. Oh, get used to disappointment, shithead. (laughs) (laughs) At which point his chains are tightened and the guards lift him up again off of his seat and he kind of... It's led off back yeah, into the crowd. Yeah, walk away, you beardless bastard. <laughs> As everyone's gathering now, and you can now see more discussions are happening. People are starting to really place bets down now uh, oh, on, on the outcome of this this circumstance. Uh, the, the the barmaid comes up again and says, "You, champion Grog, sit down, and you, champion Trisha, sit down." As the final round of this show of majestic might happens now. Hands clasped, please. If I may, thank you for your service to this city. That last round was a true pleasure to watch. Her face goes from hardened, softens for a minute, and she reaches out and clasps you, not hand in hand, but forearm to forearm, and gives you like a solid shake and goes, I've done so little. You've done far more, but we all must do our part to keep the city safe. Aye. But right now, I'm going to have to destroy you. I kind of love Trish the dish. I know I already yeah. like her too. Uh, I'm a little unnerved. Her 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 grasp on your on your forearm slides back into a uh, you know <laughs> kick in your hand. You're both you kind of tense muscles. You know we're talking Predator Schwarzenegger yeah. style. Like. Yeah, what's the matter, Dylan? See, I got you pushing too many pencils. <laughs> Just like that. Um, where are you going, Michael? We're seeing it 900 times. Uh, yeah. And uh, as the crowd begins to shout different names, you can see people going Trish. Trish, Trish, Grog, 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 and the voices are starting to grow and grow as you're both just standing there focusing on each other. Uh, you can see now between her, uh, you know, her, her very, very uh, tightly bunned uh, dark brunette hair, you can see these green eyes piercing through that are looking straight into yours, and there's a little bit of a sly smirk on the side of her face. You can see a little bit of a scar on the outside of her face. It's long time healed, and you can see she's definitely seen her share of battle just from the, the complexion and the intensity in her face. Oh, yeah, she is. She's one of us. For the final round! Let the show of might begin! Woo! Strength check. Oh no! Eight. <laughs> As the moment of tension hits, 
you can sense there's a there's definitely a, a balance. There's a balance. Both of you are keeping it pains. You kind of cocks her head curiously and forces you down to the three quarter back oh position on your wrist. Go ahead and make another strength check. Oh God, oh God. Come on, Grog! Oh my God. Six. <laughs> that sword's influence. <laughs> yeah, it's laughing in the back all day. She brings you right down to the edge of the table and you can see in her face there's this genuine look of surprise. Like she, she probably could have finished you but she feels like there's a trick or there's something to it that she can't be beating you this easy. I'm so surprised by what's happening. Um, I use intimidating presence on her. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> okay, go and make an intimidation check. <laughs> Fuck. Does this uh, have to be during a rage? 12. I'll go into oh. a rage for it. Oh! It's, uh, it's, it's may have to be, let's see. Why weren't you raging the whole time? <laughs> Actually, no, this does not have I to think be. I, I was hoping I wouldn't need it. Yeah, you don't have to be in a rage for it, but you can choose to if you want to. Uh, it doesn't add anything to my so strange rolls, right? A 12 to intimidation? Yeah. Okay, uh, with that, as uh, well, what do you want to do to try and intimidate her? She's about to finish you off on this table. I, I'm like, oh, <laughs> and I bite down on my tongue, and blood just starts oh. to pour out of the corner of my oh. mouth. Oh. She sees this, and immediately her eyes go wide for a second, and she pulls back, and for a brief moment, you feel her grip loosen ever so slightly. Go ahead and make your next strength check with the advantage. Fuck. That's unreal. 11. 11? The other one was a one. Ah, well, I'm glad you had advantage on that. She rolled a five. Um, So you do manage to force her back up. You're still you're still in a bad place, but you've managed to pull out of that circle, and you can see now her intensity hits, and she realizes she's not going to go soft on you at all going forward. But you know, as the blood kind of pulls down your chin, you can feel the irony taste swishing around in your mouth, and you can see there's a little bit of quiver to her. She still is kind of spooked by this whole circumstance, uh, but she's trying her best to keep it. So go ahead and make another strength check. Battle worn. Nineteen. Good. Uh, she has disadvantage on these because of the, the the fright I'm giving her that. So, but even still, she's still she's still rode a 17. Would you roll total? Uh, 19. 19. You guys keep it. She's still holding you there. You're not able to gain any ground, and she's you're really impressed by this display she's giving you. Roll again. Do I have advantage? No. No. Uh, uh, 12. 12. Okay. She oh, forces no. you back down oh a bit to the very base of this. I step forward and I sing I sing a song of inspiration. <laughs> what are you saying? Will that help? I sing, uh, Maybe. Uh, let's go raging now. Everybody's learning how. Come on on a rampage with me. Come on on a rampage with me. <laughs> All right, take a, take a D10 inspiration, okay, guys. Okay. As you hear the, the, the song break through the intensity and you know that Scanlan's presence alone in itself and his fine ditties means that you can do this. My ditties. Wow. Show us your ditties. <laughs> okay. Uh, 16. Freebird. Okay. 16? With the 10. With the 10 <laughs> With the inspiration. 10? Okay. It's good you did that. Um, you force her back up into the three quarter of you. She's, she starts like really pushing into it, and you can see now the sweat stripping off the front of her brow. Uh, her eyes are kind of quivering as the tension happens. Make another check. Uh, how long does that last? Uh, seven. A seven. Can't right. switch. Hold on. You should, you should switch. Grog, what are you doing? I don't know, they're so <laughs> low. You see all the intimidating presents? It was all those three rolls during the two weeks roll above 20. Oh my god, do you really have hand herpes? <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Um, yeah. Uh, God, I do know where I've been. What'd you roll? Seven. Seven. Yeah, and she still beats you. Wow. Roll a five. So at this point, you're pushing down, down, and she gives you this look. This is unreal. Of a, yeah. Of, of, an, of intense anger and push, and then her face softens, and she gives you a nod of respect. Oh! Releases the grip Trish, and she pulls Trish, away. Trish, Trish, she raises Trish, her hand Trish, up. Trish, Trish, the crowd Trish, goes Trish, wild. Trish. Uh, the, the, the drink is slamming in front of her. The, you know, the, the, the ale swishing and spilling over the side. She takes it in one hand and slides it forward and hands it in front of you. Oh, she's a good lady. You are a true warrior, and I hope you will continue to protect this city with that strength. I intend to. She kind of gives you just a nod and walks around, accepts her coin purse, and steps back into the rest of the celebration. I'll walk away, <coughs> coughing, <coughs> trying not to cry. I take my tanker and I splash it on my face. Oh, it's just ale! <laughs> it's just ale! It's okay, Grog, it's okay. Let's, let's go get you drunk. Uh, as this is happening, uh, a courier comes up. Um, dressed in uh, colors that are reminiscent of the, uh, the courier service that travels through Iman, through Western. There's a, a certain type of uh, overcoat they wear that uh, gives you the inclination that they've traveled from nearby civilization. Steps up with a rolled up sequence of letters and a small box that is wrapped up. Oh, Says, look, it's the young boy you uh, ordered, Scanlan. Mm. <laughs> Always. He's his mid twenties. Gold for you, apparently. It's <laughs> um, asking around, uh, looking for a, a, a Percival and a Vox Machina. Percival. I'm, I'm Percival. You're, you're Percival. Yes. Um, I'm to deliver this to you. He hands you the small box, and uh, says, "I have here uh, two, two small letters," uh, uh, and handles them over both to you. There's a small, thin one that is actually written to Percival. Oh, you're rolling. And there is one addressed to Vox Machina. You can just go ahead and take that there. <laughs> I was going to sit here and watch you roll. Presentation's lost. That's fine. <laughs> just noticed Tellison's <laughs> outfit, by the way. Disinfectant. Yeah. We were supposed to wear pajamas. And, and we I wore my pajamas. You were? No. Yeah. yeah. yeah okay. we my, got my Muppet pajamas. Yeah, the, the week got busy and we forgot pajamas. You don't want me in my pajamas. Because <laughs> they're rock. So that, that note's to yeah. you. <laughs> the other one is to Vox Machina. Yeah. <laughs> is that a birthday speech? Yeah. <laughs> letters. We've uh, got letters. Oh, this is quite interesting. Uh, Vox Machina. A little bird tells me you have been playing the heroes again. Keep this up, and the whole world will end up indebted to you. Oh. Please accept this small gift in the spirit of Winter's Crest as a token of my enduring gratitude. Perhaps it will prove useful in a difficult moment. In the meantime, I look forward to a fuller account of your deeds reaching us in Vasselheim. A joyous uh, crest to you all. It seems that you have earned it. Lilith. <gasps> oh. P.S. Oh. Zara sends a greeting. Oh. oh! Zara. The tieflings. Oh, I love them so much. We had quite a night together. <laughs> Just braiding each other's hair. Oh, um, sure, sure. I tucked the private note away and put it in my pocket. All right. What did she say? It was a, it was a was there, Yeah, there was another one, right? And there's a box. There's a box, oh. yes. Oh, is it big enough to hold a giant carpet? That's us. You beat me to it. <laughs> uh, 
No. Or perhaps a small ice egg. It's about it's about that big in your hand. Damn. So we open we open, open the, the box from uh, the Inside there are two. Check it uh, for traps. <laughs> <laughs> Make a reflex it now. Uh, <laughs> as as you open it, you see inside there are two uh, crystalline stones that both identically look like that. Okay. It's been a while since a visual aid. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of nice when you have a, a really good artist, apparently. <laughs> um, but the two stones like this, um, if you may inquire oh. these, they're, they're called gate stones. Gate stones? Gate. Gate stones. The two stones are essentially linked. One is placed wherever you like, and the other is kept with you. A single individual, just an individual, not a group, an individual can take a minute to concentrate on one stone, and be instantly transported to where the other stone is with the stone. Badass. So, oh, so it's a one-way ticket. Essentially, yeah. Yeah, yeah you take one it with you, ticket. and then you can zoom back to wherever you left yeah. it. Yeah. So it has limited use, but situationally. Are two stones in this box? Yeah, but they're, they're the two that are linked. A person or linked? No, there is a single set. So, so this is like a get out of That's an jail emergency free shit card. Right or, or a yeah. Bamfin pipe card. It's like Skyhook. Whoop. Yeah, there's yeah. there's there's multiple, you know, situational uses for it depending. But uh, apparently, this has been uh, painstakingly either enchanted, constructed, and sent by this Lilith. Is for These are all from wow. Lilith. Uh, yeah, the letters, Lilith. letters, and, and those two stones. And she didn't from keep Lilith and Zara. She didn't keep the other or ones. And Zara. Well, both of them essentially. Yeah, Lilith doesn't have the other stone. For a little arcane booty call. I don't know what you're talking about. Please, <laughs> please, no. Uh, I don't think lovely. I've ever seen Percy giggle wow. before. Are you, are you blushing? <laughs> no, it's cold. It's very cold. It's a new demon, isn't it? That yes. Is, the blushing is demon. She was great, wasn't she? Lilith is a is a true friend. And She's, Zara as well. Zara's great as well. Yes. You hear murmurs now. People mentioning the piting contest starting soon. Oh. Yeah. Right, right, so All right. All right. I'll give it a go. So you guys are making me over there. We're going to go ahead and go to our break. Hello, I'm Matthew Mercer, and you're listening to the Critical Role Podcast. I hope you're enjoying the adventures of Vox Machina. Now we return to the action. Hello, and welcome back. I uh, hope you guys enjoyed your uh, little look into the past of Vox Machina. Uh, once again, thank you to everyone who helped us with that. Huge thanks to Wendy. You were amazing in putting that together for us. It's been a, it's been a long time endeavor coming, but we oh, want to make sure. We love you, Wendy. So. And uh, all, all the wonderful critters that are incredibly talented and put music together, and, and we're uh, very thankful that you helped us kind of fill out the soundtrack there. If you didn't catch them, all their names are at the bottom of the credits, and hopefully we'll have that video up separately on the website soon, so people who couldn't make it tonight will have a chance to see uh, for their own. So uh, that being the case, as the rest of them decide they want to join us, those who are going towards the Piding Contest, uh, you start pushing through the crowd, making your way towards the two long tables that are set up. Um, at this, you can see there are a pair of bakers that are standing there with just stacks and stacks of, of, of various pies of various flavors that they've been preparing, all different colors and shapes just kind of pushed into a pile as people are gathered around excitedly sitting at the tables. Um, Is Trinket allowed to join in the pie eating contest, too? <laughs> you can ask. <laughs> I do. <laughs> okay, you walk up to one of the bakers who's sitting there, he's like, all right, all right, so sit there, everyone's got a table. We have room for about four more. Oh. Right here. All right, three more. Uh, and uh, a, a bear. Is there room for a bear? A bear, like yeah, like, a, a, like very, a bear. Yeah, but a very a very human acting bear. He's oh sure, bring him in. He's well yeah. No, it's a bear. <laughs> two more. Room for two more. 
do you want me to join? Could somebody no, trans I'm getting drunk. transmogrify uh, trinket I'm quickly? <gasps> Anybody? Uh, can you polymorph trinket, Keyleth? <laughs> Into what? A human. Into a hot man. To a lumberjack. Into a lumberjack of a man. I don't think it works that Try it! Old Spice commercial, make it happen. You can certainly Quick, try. try it! I try it. Winter's Crest <laughs> magic. <laughs> I believe. I believe in the spirit Trinket. of winter. Hold, Hold still. On. Can Hold you on. polymorph Trinket into a man? Sure. Salakadoo, magicaboo. Scanlan says he can. Go get you a can, I think Scanlan actually might have a better chance with seeming. Or see me, or see me. I can polymorph trinket. Like, can you polymorph people? Polymorph people. Technically, I think you could. I can? Technically. They do not taste like that. We'll see why not. Sure, I'll pop. Let's see. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make him, uh, I'm gonna make him real beefy. He's got pecs that can lift semi-trucks. All right? Okay. Chris Hemsworth. And I... Rushing off at the side. Fur, fur. Just like, kind of like a fur. Oh, God. Furry belly? What is that? Like, just... Why are you saying Like that guy in the beginning of Barbarella. So you turn, you turned your bear into a bear. Yeah. Brian Blessed. Yes. Okay. Here's my bear right here. Yes. He's got love handles. Okay, so you rush off and you come back with with Trinket, as you can see, is walking a little strange and... <laughs> like Brian Blessed. <laughs> Trinket? Rolls up and kind of brushes oh, his scruffy Tommy. man beard against the side of your face. Um, you gather, so polymorph does not affect the intellect of whatever okay. you transform. I grab a, a, a mug of ale and be like, ah, another one, right? Yeah, oh, he's had so it's many. So drunk this oh. time. Wait, 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 bro, do we still have that helmet, that pot? That you wore on your head in the bag of holding? Yeah. Can we have that real quick? Yeah, okay, so I'll reach in and take out the big bronze pot. Five minutes. Put the pot on his head. Why? He's special. Oh. He's got the helmet head. Uh so the pot which which covers Trinket's head now, Trinket's He does not need the pot on his head. Trinket. Have a seat in this chair like a normal human. You can get that back to me. I keep giving you mail. Okay. Uh, <laughs> what is going on? Okay. Guys. So at this time, you guys have um, people are gathered around now. You guys all take your your places at the table. You have to kind of, you know, put your feet planted. Everyone kind of pushing elbow to elbow. You guys sit down amongst yourselves in a cluster, and you eventually guide over as your fourth at the end of your group. Your polymorph bear friend, who's still like kind of <laughs> messing with. <laughs> His manly <laughs> ham hands. Um, To eat! I do not have much confidence. Wait. You have always eaten more than me, always. No! Ivan, <laughs> just face first, arms behind you, just tearing through these pies. Just blackberry, strawberry, all forms of berries are just being tossed everywhere. You're getting, there's even a couple chicken pies thrown <laughs> no in there to a few people's unfortunate. No hands, you're not Ivan! No hands, no. Trinket, no hands! Trinket goes like, No hands! No balls! No balls! 
Uh, <laughs> um, I'm going to use message. To, to communicate to Grog. If there was ever time for a prank, now is it. As you all tear through your first large pie, smeared across the faces, you, you with your mind off to the side, you glance over. Uh, everyone, go ahead and make a constitution I knew saving it was throw. Constitution? Oh, he's going to barf. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. 20 natural 20s! <laughs> oh, you rattled the table, it was 15. Oh, sorry, Charlie. <laughs> um, seven for me, because he okay. rattled the damn table, because yeah. he's an asshole. And for Trinket. Issues. And then Trinket rolled a, a 21. All right, Grunk. Oh, I'm not eating. Oh, you didn't go and eat? Oh, yeah. I thought it was just shoot you guys. And it was drink just it. a drink. And drink. Okay, so yeah, so you're watching. All right, cool. So, so the three of you tearing through, you're. You finish the first pie, the second pie slammed down, you all look down, you have a little moment. Close, but not too bad. You gather yourself and dive into a second round of pies. Splashing all over the table, now you can Elbow see. Elbow my sister and then dive into the pie. <laughs> uh, Trinket is having a hard time keeping the hands to the behind, and you can see one of the bakers suddenly come by and hold the hands back. And <laughs> He's really drunk, don't touch him too Good. much. Right. Um, um, just no keep, keep hands, it. trinket. He lost half his family <laughs> in the attack on Whitestone. Oh, <laughs> so sad. So sad. Uh, more more uh, pie crust being tossed aside. The table is a mess. You see the bakers are starting to scoop off whatever outside are kind of you know left over and, and nope. spill off to the side into buckets. As you finish the second pie, make another constitution saving throw with the oh, DC boy. increasing with each progressive pie. Oh. Wow. <laughs> Natural one for me. Woo! Oh boy. Uh, I got a big six. All right. <laughs> drink it. Oh, drink it. Yes, thank you, Scanlon. <laughs> I got a big seven. <laughs> I 14 for drink it. But you really? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, seven. She rolled a one. I rolled a one. Yeah. Okay, so as you, both, as you both finish your secondary pie, you oh. both sit up, look at each other with just, you know, dark purple berry filling down the side of your face. You both make eye contact at the same time as you both go <laughs> and just release, release your freshly eaten payload into the pans before you. Oh. Baker comes by, slamming the hand down. Disqualified! Uh, you're looking on the side, you aren't the only ones. A number of other individuals have dropped out now and you're down to five people at the table that are still eating, one of which is Trinket, who finishes yeah. the second pie. Go Trinket! It's like kind of smearing it across the face, it's getting all in the beard and like some of it's dribbled down into the chest hair. It's a pretty terrifying sight. Third pies are slammed down on the table. Poof, poof, poof. These last five individuals and Trinket have Trinket roll another Constitution team through. Come on, Trank. Come on, Trank. Trank. You want to inspire him? Get that Trank. Oh, I can't. You're adding your modifier, right? Almost, 13. You're adding the modifier, right? What modifier? This Constitution the modifier? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. Modifier. modifier is 3.14. Okay. All right, so. Um, nice. Thank you. This time, uh, everyone finishes this last pie. Two of the individuals end up having to just stop, just duck out and have to run off out of the crowd. Uh, three of them make it through. Trinket just barely finishes the third pie. He's like, mm. no. he gives you that look of like, mm. buddy, <laughs> you can keep doing it. I'll give you um, food. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I got nothing. Um, you'll get a nice nap. You can have the bed tonight, and I'll sleep on the floor. 
<laughs> looks over and another pie is sitting on the fourth round of pies go down. The last three and Trinket go into it, make another constitution oh, saving throw for Trinket. Okay, 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 okay. It was almost a fucking 15. Uh, 15. A 15? Yeah. Total? Yeah. Oh no. Um, the last set of pies finish. Uh, two of the remaining three end up getting up partway through the pie, and one of them just vomits off the side. The other one just stops and steps up and walks away, going, mm, 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 and spits out whatever stuff in his mouth and his hands, and kind of like is re examining his life. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, the other remaining gentleman finishes the pie and is like sweat down his face. <sighs> you see uh, what little bit of like a chin strap beard he has is just covered in various bits of crust. It's an awful uh, appearance. And uh, Trinket finishes with the last bits of the pie. Hi. <laughs> Ooh, I feel so guilty right Why? now. Why is he so good at being sad? I know, don't be sad there. 300 gold, 300 it's gold. It's just 100 gold. Make a persuasion check. Oh, a persuasion check yeah. to sneak it? Yeah. So he'll keep eating? Uh. Oh, buddy. Um, um, 15. 15. Trinket looks to you and is like, you're like a toddler in Tiara's mom right now. I know. It's the worst. I'm the Looks worst down. mom. Yes. I'm and the worst mom. Across the table, the, the gentleman who is also there scoots over right in front and goes, May the best man win, I. Trudy goes, Get angry. Eat angry. And respect for a second for the bit, bit of vice just spattering across him from the growl. and Two pies. Brought down in front. These are not fruit pies. These are meat pies. Oh, that's so wrong. That's okay. Master. Trinket likes meat way more than fruit. The, the man goes. Does he? I don't think he does. And Trinket goes. Is it a salmon pie? He likes fish. Yeah. <laughs> Constitution saving throw. With advantage because it's meat. Because it's salmon. It's a salmon pie, and he loves salmon. Hold on. Oh! There do appear to be hints of fish inside. <laughs> uh, I will grant you advantage on this saving throw. Okay, okay, okay. Come on, gold dice. Fucking balls, wow. mother bitch. Advantage. Advantage? With I advantage. did roll it with advantage. 11. 11, okay. Both of them dive into their pies, coasting through. At a certain point, Trinket kind of stops and <laughs> Breathes heavily in the pie. You can see bits of it kind of over the edge, just from the the, the nostril flare. Looks up at you. It's okay, buddy. It's okay. I instinctively move behind. <laughs> the gentleman across the way looks up as well and is like, <sighs> they both dive into the pies together again, slowly trying to make their way through. And then at a moment, they both kind of look up at each other in the eyes and they make a connection between oh, the two no. of them. There's a look of of sudden fear and realization hits both of them. They both sit up, and with but a moment's notice, the two bankers set down uh, two pails to their side as both of them simultaneously just buckets, losing simultaneously, at which point both of them kind of raise their other hand mid mid expulsion going, we have a tie for the victory! Our bug winners lasted quite a ways! Splitting the pot, that's 50 gold each! Everyone cheers. 
Good job, Trinket! He kind of gets up and he's like, You don't have to eat anything else if you don't want to. Okay. You get to sleep on the bed. You get to sleep on the bed, and I will sleep on the damn floor. Trinket kind of steps up and pushes away from the guy and goes running towards you on his hands. Everyone kind of goes like, whoa, lets him run by and starts nuzzling you. What was this in those guy, pies? <laughs> this guy is so drunk. Like there was some mold in those pies. Psilocybin. Yeah. Uh, Baker rides up and hands you a sack of gold and says, for your friend. Thank you, thank you. And he's feeling better. <sighs> my favorite kind of pie. I come over to my sister with two big mugs of ale and hand one to her and say, here, don't swallow the first one, just swish it around and speed it out. Okay. Then the rest. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> uh, at this point, you can now hear voices start to raise, and people going, "Oh, uh, keeper! The keeper's going to speak!" And people start gathering towards the center of town where the sun tree is. Um, as you all begin to gather for these, uh, this central uh, moment of the festival, uh, Keeper Yunin steps up. Uh, Cassandra steps up with him, and you can see he's he's looking over the crowd. Eventually, meeting Percy's gaze. All right. Leads you up onto the stage. The three of you stand out amongst the rest of the crowd as everyone kind of gathers. The children are sitting in the front, kind of expectantly, with their you know hands under their legs, kind of looking up with big smiles. Some are like covered in candy and whatever else they've you know managed to acquire throughout the festival. Uh, the music begins to slowly die down until uh, silence hits, and a small, cold breeze begins to blow through as you see a couple of fresh flakes of snow begin to fall from the sky above Whitestone. Um, the Keeper looks out over the crowd as this, the hush takes the rest of the group. <laughs> Friends, families, brave soldiers and defenders of this wondrous city, we gather today to celebrate for the first time in many years our own Winter's Crest Festival. And clapping against the crowd. It is on this day that we remember, centuries ago, when Erevan, the Ice King, keeper of the far realm of ice in the elemental plains, attempted to tear his way into Kaldore, was kept at bay and sent back, packing from whence he came. And there are oh, some cheers come from the crowd. Packing. As. <laughs> um, in this, we also are reminded of family, reminded of friendship, and the bonds that we as a people keep ourselves and our families safe. That we rise up to the occasion to show true heroism, to stand by our beliefs and not let the darkness swallow our hope. And by that, we're able to bring to you this day the surviving members of the Dorolo family, Cassandra and Percival. And you hear some whistles from the crowd and some cheers swell up again. Some Woo! shouts, Dorolo! Some yells come from the crowd. Keeper, Yenon puts his arms out and slows it. Says, These two, among friends, Vox Machina, the intrepid adventurers from Iman, spearheaded our freedom from the terrible tyrant ruin that the Briarwoods had set us upon. 
So today we celebrate not just our joint friendships, we celebrate true heroism and give thanks that there are still, looking to you, Percy, people who will do whatever it takes to rise to the good of this land. Most Cassandra, who in the long run know the right choices to make, and amongst the darkness still choose sight of the light. May us all raise our glasses to the prosperous future of this city amongst the Alabaster Sierras and to the continued future of the Dorolo family. Everyone raise their glasses up. Huzzah! Huzzah! Cheers and everyone drinks in. The music swells again. People begin to cheer and scatter and uh, keep Rhiannon leads you guys off of the stage. The rest of you kind of gather up as some people come up and shake hands and you know express their gratitude and thanks. Uh, as the crowd begins to die off a little bit, uh, Keeper Yenin kind of gives you all a look and kind of beckons you over. Says, If you wouldn't mind a moment of your time, I think there are a few things we need to discuss. Of course. Cassandra? She comes as well. And uh, you all step off uh, out of the festival for a while. A few folks attempt to follow to see what's going on, and some of the guards kind of usher them away, and you guys are led into. Uh, an empty building uh, looks to have been uh, a home of some kind that has long since been abandoned. Uh, as you step inside, you know, it's, it's cold and still in here, uh, very low light, other than a little uh, oil lantern that's been lit by one of the guards as you step inside. The door closes behind and uh, Kivriana turns around and goes, There is no real way that we can show our appreciation of what you've done for our, our people, but. Uh, First and foremost, there are funds within the Dorello family treasury left behind by the Briarwoods that we hope could help compensate for some of your uh, expenditures and hardships you've undergone. Um, so many, just so many. Understood. Um, this is, of course, at the behest of the uh, Dorello family who are the inheritors of this fortune. Oh. Thanks, Percy. First of all, you're looking very attractive today. I know. <laughs> Very appropriate. <laughs> now, we've had a few weeks of peace and recovery, of rebuilding and reforging the, the real bonds of this society here in Whitestone. But going forward, there needs to be a governing force. I would like to ask of your wisdom and guidance, all of you, in deciding on what is to become the future of this city. <clears throat> we have many options at our disposal. I'm overseeing a myriad of things throughout the town, um, and as a man of religious importance, given the history, it would, people have recommended it does not behoove me to take any sort of position of ruling in this town. It would be natural of course, for the people to, without question, follow any one of the existing bloodline. And he looks both to Cassandra and to Percival. Have you any thoughts on this matter? Any of you? I, of our members, 
only this this one human over here on his hands and knees is the expendable of our, of our group. Hey. At which point, the, the strange, burly man on all fours that at this point Brother did not really notice goes, Is that your bear? <laughs> yes. Maybe. Yes. Strange folk. I don't think any of us would. Well, Percy, if you'd like to stay and rule, Freddy, this, this is, is everything your, you've worked toward. I. This is your birthright, and you've you've earned it. It was really not my birthright. I was not raised to rule. But was, you would be a fantastic ruler. And also, sometimes those birthrights are thrust upon us. I still have work to do outside the city. Ripley is still on the loose and knows far too much. And I feel more than a little responsible for her and what she may do. Honestly, Cassandra had a better upbringing than I did for this sort of work. At which point Cassandra kind of pipes in and goes, well, I, I, I understand what you're saying, brother, but I've, I'm still rediscovering who I am. If the people of this town knew what I had done, what I was responsible for all these years. You mean surviving being held hostage? Surviving an ambush and being pelted with arrows? They expect better of us, I know. I understand this. We are held to a different standard. And it's difficult. Perhaps... Perhaps it's time for a council. Perhaps it's time for shared rule. There should always be a Dirolo in Whitestone, but perhaps we could share the weight. We could. I Ye could. Yenin, would you be comfortable sh sharing some of this burden? He's taking it back from him and thinks, he goes, well, in the, uh, in the sense of a council that you're recommending, I, that would be certainly a more comfortable position for one such as myself, and there are a number of community leaders that have really stepped up and shown their true quality. Yes, yeah, this, this could be done. We'd have to ask the people, of course, of the city and make sure that that would be all right with the folks, but I think given the way things have been, that shouldn't be too hard of a sell. Do the Dorolos still stay in, um, in the giant castle? Or does that go to somebody else, then? I think the Dorolos keep the castle, but I think we use like the castle to, to... <laughs> Wait, would you be on this council? And who would they be counseling? There, is there no superior pri pri primate? Is there no, there's no... I believe what he's suggesting is that we make decisions by council, by vote. A triumvirate. If you will. Quintumple. Oh, four people. Five. 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 A flattery splat. <laughs> a flippity gibbet. A religious leader, someone from the farming community, someone from the economic community. 
someone from a trade community and someone, someone from, from the, the gnome community. From the, from the gnome community. From the gnome community. From the community. <laughs> from some known community, yes. I accept. <laughs> Interests will be thought of and there will always be a noble to be a tiebreaker when, when necessary and to judge from a place of Greater good. Cassandra? She is stepping step back at this point and she looks you know, her hands kind of shaking visibly. And she looks up to you and steps forward and kind of reaches up and puts her hands on the side of your face and looks to you with a piercing honesty and fear. And she she lower lip quivering whispers to you. Percy, can I be trusted? Do you trust me? All things considered, I think that you're more trustworthy than I am at this point. <coughs> Let's not forget that I was the one who let you down first. I'm going to give her one of the stones. Oh, wait, but, oh, wait, no, that, oh. was, that was to the whole group. That was to the whole group, Percival. What is this? <laughs> it's done. Leave it alone. I'm going to save your fucking life later. You're going to be so happy when we have instant access to the treasury. Uh, All right. <laughs> <laughs> if you need, if anything bad should happen, if there's any need of quick retreat or quick communication, this is a one-way trip to us, and in return, this is a one-way trip for us to you, in case of emergency. She kind of clasps it in her hand, and holds it to her chest, and... We're born for this. You were instructed in how to do this, where I never was. And now you've got four other people keeping an eye on you. She kind of smiles and closes her eyes for among us. And what you say is true. She kind of looks over to each member of your group and looks back to uh, keep her in. And if it so pleases this intended council, it would be my honor to represent the Darola bloodline in keeping this town safe. Keep it goes. And so be it. I shall inquire of the people of this town who will forge a council voted by the greater peoples of this place. And we shall restore Whitestone to its former glory. Very well. Go. Enjoy the rest of your festival. What was that uh, cash, cash prize? That you had mentioned some sort of a... We'll talk with Percival. That would be. I will guy. organize. Oh, you have to give it to. It's like it has to come from you. That feels shady. It's like a. Well, let us transfer. not forget that within. I think we want to say within six hours of meeting each other, I ended up handing over an enormous sum of money to you. It was actually like five hundred gold. It was. It? it was quite a bit of gold, if I recall. You have it written down, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> So endearing. <laughs> Is it? 
<laughs> Very well. Enjoy your festival. You've earned it. Go out. Be merry. Let us all remember this time of year. The bonds that we carry. The loyalties that we hold to. And the heroism you stand for. Now go. At which point the guards open the door and he steps out, the cold air kind of rushes in, and you can see now quite a bit of soft snowfall is now coming upon the center of the town. I'm sorry, is there a washroom here? My sister's a little drunk and managed to yak on me a bit, and I would really <laughs> love to wash up a bit. Anywhere nearby? Points off to the side, and there's a, a small uh, bucket of cold water that's set by the side. Okay, I use it. Okay, <laughs> off. Yeah, you managed to, you know, dampen your outfit to the point to get it off, although it is a bit cold when you step outside now because you have the, uh, the wet can leather follow, against your torso. Can I follow him for a moment? Sure. <laughs> um, so I haven't talked to you very much lately. I haven't. Um, you seem a bit off. Yeah. What's going on? Nothing. I'm tired. We can relax for the first time in weeks. I noticed your girlfriend isn't talking to you. Did you do something? <laughs> I will tell you just about everything, but I don't think I want to talk about that. All right. I leave as well. All right. As the rest of the party joins, you all step out into the cold afternoon air as you are immediately greeted by the sound of music, laughter, and cheer. The rest of the festival continues on into dusk, and you can't help but find the joy in the air infectious. Percy. Yes? I actually have a present for you. Yeah, it's comes with a story. <laughs> All right. You're the only one I should we go get drinks? Maybe we should go get drinks first. Let's go get drinks and then I'll give you your present. All right. In that case, alcohol makes everything alcohol better. Alcohol does make everything better. <laughs> Speaking of presents, oh. Even though you're being kind of a dick. Wow, you ran fast to catch up with me. I was going to buy you something, but then I realized sometimes old is better than new. It's an old person. Fuck, mocking his favorite. Kill it. Kill it. It's already dead. Schrodinger's <laughs> old person. Do you know what that is? Oh. As you open the package, you see before you a familiar belt of leather with a coiled snake on the buckle. <laughs> How did you get that? Uh, I've got ways. It was in Uriel's palace, wasn't it? I'm a really good winker, if you haven't noticed. Yes. <laughs> did you wink somebody for that? Busted you out the wink. slutty little thing. <laughs> Hello, Simon. 
Oh no, it's just a real snake. It's biting you. <laughs> Revenge achieved. <laughs> um, I am too embarrassed to look her in the eye and stare for a moment, but then finally, still not looking at her because she's fucking freaking me out. <laughs> Pull her into a hug and say, I love you, Stubby. Mm. I'm never gonna leave your side. I'm always gonna be there. You can always be a pain in the ass like you are. <laughs> I love you. Always have, always will. Thank you. Thank you. And then I slap him across the face. <laughs> <laughs> What the fuck was that for? <laughs> I love you too. Hmm. <laughs> um, okay, so when I was helping the farmers clean up, mm. I had this strange moment where I was walking through the field and saw a dead raven. Here and it is. <laughs> more or less. <laughs> <laughs> caught my attention and it just kind of made me think about you know the past several weeks that we've been through and everything and don't know who knows it probably died actually in the rebellion maybe my ice storm ice storm like killed it or something you're doing very well <laughs> thanks um so I, I, I was looking at it, and it reminded me of everything. And I feel like I was instantly trying to forget about everything. Because I don't want to remember. But we should. And I don't want to remember you the way you were. Because it was scary, and I didn't like it. And I like you now. So I took the dead bird and cleaned it and kept its skull and put it in this box for you as sort of a reminder of what you could have become. I guess what any of us could have become, really, at any time. Because we shouldn't forget. Thank you. It's a little macabre, and I would have bought things, but we are out of money. <laughs> so. I won't forget. I'm. I'm glad that's not you. I can't even think of what the revenge felt like anymore. It's not. It doesn't weigh on me. Just regret. Regret? Of how much better I could have been. Thank you. 
I will try to be better. You know, better than you could have been. There's still a lot to come, you know? That's my plan. I think we all wish we were better than we could have been. Seeing that bird. I'm sure the bird felt the same way. But fuck it, he's dead now. That's <laughs> <laughs> strange, you know that. I know, yes. I'm sorry. No, we like it, don't change. <laughs> oh. I'm glad you didn't change. <laughs> Got you an Amazon gift card. <laughs> <laughs> it's a forest called the Amazon, and you can go there and get a gift. Is it? Is it far? Oh, really far? You'll never use it. Oh, shit. <laughs> it takes about three days. <laughs> <laughs> free gift. <laughs> well, guys, Box Machina is now free and clear of all evil influence. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no shadowy demons. <laughs> That was good. <laughs> with, with that, Vox Machina continues to enjoy the joyous affair that is the Winter's Crest Festival. Snowfall slowly covering the night sky as the sun comes to dusk. You withdraw to tell stories, sing songs, and drink merrily as the friends you are, looking forward to the next chapter in your adventure. And with that, we're going to go ahead and close the Winter's Crest. Thanks for listening to the Critical Role Podcast. If you enjoyed this past adventure of Vox Machina, you can catch us live on Thursdays at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time at twitch.tv slash geekandsundry. Is it Thursday yet? Hello, fans of Dungeons & Dragons and actual play podcasts. Lovers of lore-rich storytelling, phenomenal characters, and grand adventures. The Homebrew, a D&D play podcast, would like to invite you to check out our actual play. We're a top-charting podcast with a thriving community and over 200 hours of epic story for you to binge. I catch up on. The Homebrew is a D&D 5th edition campaign reskinned as a huge sci-fi space opera. Join us anywhere podcasts are found by searching The Homebrew, a D&D play podcast. One more time, that's The Homebrew, a D&D play podcast. <laughs>